It's time for Dima Live, the number one radio show in the private service industry. Dima Live is a radio show that allows private service professionals to discuss topics that pertain to their industry. Now, here are your hosts, Dima National President Matthew Hack and private service professional DJ Haverkamp. Hello and welcome back to Dima Live. Dima Live is a live interactive online radio show intended to bring private service professionals, product suppliers, principals, and recruitment agencies together to discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. Dima Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Management Association, a professional trade association with a mission to serve those that serve others. Our website is www.domesticmanagers.com. If you'd like to chat online with other listeners during the live show, you can do so by registering at blogtalk.com website. If you'd like to submit a question for our guest during the live show, please feel free to text it at 313-404-3998. My name is Matthew Hack. I'm the president of the Domestic Estate Management Association. I will be your host today. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, DJ Haverkamp, a private service professional based in the New York area. Today on the show, we'll be interviewing Colleen Forgas, a certified nutritional therapist from The Girl and the Egg. Colleen has worked as a cooking instructor, private chef, caterer, and restaurateur before establishing her nutritional and lifestyle consulting service. We'll be able to touch a little bit more on that as we go on throughout the show today, but let me first start by welcoming my co-host, DJ. Welcome back, and uh, wanted to see, do you have any big plans for tomorrow? Hey, Matt. Good to talk to you again. Uh, well, I'll, I'm going to be working tomorrow, uh, and I think probably a lot of people who work in the private service industry will be putting in time, taking care of their principals and their families, uh, and that's one of the big challenges in uh, components of working in private service is very often times you have to sacrifice, I think, some of your personal time. So I'll be celebrating my holiday on Sunday, as I'm sure many of our other uh, private service folks will be having a delayed holiday festivities. But nonetheless, I'll get some personal time as well. And I think that's an important thing that we should all be doing in private service. So that's my plan for the holiday. Excellent, excellent. And I know, you know, I think that before we move along, I should probably put a shout out there to all of our military and, and veterans that are serving overseas and here in the United States to uh, protect all of our freedoms. And I know that that's something that they do as well. I know I did that when I was in the military. If I had to stand duty or something like that during the holidays, you just make an adjustment, right? And you and you do the uh, mm-hmm. you do the holiday when it's uh, convenient for you. So uh, shout out to all the military veterans that are out there. Uh, we'll all be thinking of you and you'll be in our thoughts and prayers so um well we are in for a great show today i'm really really excited uh dj and i were talking uh a couple weeks ago about who we could have on the show before thanksgiving and uh we figured that there was an opportunity here and there's a commonality that happens with all of us and uh and that's that basically uh going into the holiday season we're all blessed uh with some uh some wonderful opportunities of uh, food consumption and diets, and uh, it doesn't usually bode well for our diets. So um, we were uh, we were extremely lucky to have Colleen, who was a speaker at our national convention in Phoenix this uh, this past uh, September. Uh, she was really really well received there at the um, at the convention, and so we 
were very excited when she uh, accepted our offer to come on DEMA Live here to talk about some tips for the holiday season and uh, eating habits. So, Colleen, we're excited to have you on DEMA Live. Hi, Matt. Hi, DJ. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited, too. Great. Well, our association always strives to meet the needs of a variety of different interests for those working in private service uh, to their principals and to their uh, product suppliers. So we're always excited when we have a guest who has something they can share with all three of those entities. And um, I think that you definitely have something to offer for all three of those entities. And so before we get started with uh, some of the tips and ideas and thoughts around nutrition, um, can you give us a little background on yourself and, and uh, a couple of highlights of your, uh, of your career? Sure, Matt. So, yes, we all are consuming food, so that's definitely something we have in common. And my uh, career in the food industry happened – Over 20 years ago, I had a bout of cancer. I was working in the corporate world, and I always loved food and cooking, and I had an opportunity to uh, take a weekend class at a culinary school. After I had that cancer scare, I was able to quit my job and attend culinary school. So I, I went to school and trained to become a chef, After that, I worked as a caterer. I I taught hundreds of people cooking classes, worked also in the private service industry, working in some very lovely um, homes with some great families. Eventually, I opened a restaurant of my own, and during that time, I really learned how the food that we feed our bodies is more than just calories in, but I really think of food as a way of demonstrating how much you care and love for the people around you. And that was very evident in my restaurant. We were, we made everything from scratch and we put a lot of our care and love into the food and people recognize that. We were recognized as one of the best restaurants in Phoenix every year that I owned the restaurant. So that was great. Eventually my mom got sick with a really bad form of intestinal cancer. I cared for her during her last year of life. And during that time I could see where the whole, whole paradigm of the medical community and how food impacts health, there's just a real um, disconnect between that. And I wanted to learn more about how food impacts health. Went back to school, studied nutrition from a very holistic approach. And so now I combined those two things, my love of food and knowledge of food with how it really nourishes our body. Excellent, and I know that um, you're very good at relaying that uh, those two simple messages to to your clients, um, as I am one of those clients, and uh, you've been able to really help uh, help help myself understand that it's a very simplistic way of looking at eating. So um, I, I couldn't. Uh, I'm, I'm one of your uh, one of your staunch supporters, and so uh, I'm I'm really excited to have you on the show. Um, I thought what we could do uh, today, and, and obviously in conjunction with DJ and the interview that he did with you before the show, um, was we could go ahead and, and maybe spend the first part of the show discussing some of the general concepts as they pertain to good nutrition. And then, you know, after the break, we can kind of get into some more specific suggestions that you might have um, regarding tips on how to make things a little bit easier uh, for eating habits. So if we can start out by having you share with our listeners some of your insights that you've been able to acquire over the last 20 years regarding the food industry. 
Well, I think one of the biggest things is just our disconnect from where the food really comes from. How is food produced and grown, raised? How does it actually get to our plate? We are now in a situation where we go to the store and we see a chicken breast, which is boneless and skinless, but where did that actually come from? So we're so, uh, we've really lost our way as to understanding the food, how food is produced. And that, I think, goes back to the earlier part of the 20th century when we had a more industrialized society. Women went into the workplace more, so we didn't make as much food at home. We went into convenience, easier, simpler. Um, I think about even when I was a kid and we had TV dinners, and I looked upon that as that was a special treat that we only had when we went to my grandparents' house on the weekend to sleep over. Now we're eating fast food and frozen food as a part of our daily routine and really getting away from producing and cooking food ourselves. So I think that has made a huge difference in our overall health over the past 50 years or more, and um, not for the better, sadly. We really need to get back to understanding what truly healthy food is And I think that in itself is a big question for people. I rarely come across anyone who says that they just eat junk all the time. Most people say they eat healthy, but we've been so marketed to, and there's a lot of inaccurate information about what that term healthy really means, which I think is sad because people are trying often to do the right thing, but they just, we're just confused. That is that is so true. I think um, with with everything that you just said, I mean, I I remember the same thing. You know, it used to be, oh, I had a TV dinner, what a treat, that's awesome, and and now you know now it's it's the exact opposite. It's like you know um, you sit down with the family and you're making a regular meal, and the and the and the regular meal is now that's the treat. So it's you know it's like it's like you go get a pizza or fast food, that's the norm, and then you know making an actual dinner where everyone sits around the table and talks about their day uh that's that's the treat now so i definitely agree yeah. that we we need to get back to uh back to flipping that that script real quick so well listen before we go any further i did want to um I, I want to uh i want to quickly jump into something here um so that we can spend a lot more of this uh uh, of this radio show talking about the tips uh, that you have. So um, real quickly, I just wanted to interject. Um, we're going to uh, – we have a bunch of holiday meetings um, that we're going to be having that are going to be coming up, um, and I wanted to get those out of the way here real quick as an announcement, and then we can get back into the radio show. But um, November the 28th, we have a meeting in Scottsdale. Uh, November the 30th in Chicago uh, and also Naples, we will be having our DEMA meetings. Um, we have a meeting on the 6th of December, which will be our holiday meeting for New York Tri-State area, and the 7th in San Diego. We have a holiday meeting in D.C. on the 11th, Palm Beach on the 12th. The holiday meeting for Scottsdale will be on the 13th, and on the 18th, we will wrap things up for 
2016 as the Bay Area will have their holiday uh, dinner. So um, that will be a, uh, a good way to wrap things up for the year. And I, for one, am ready to move into 2017. I think uh, uh, there's going to be some really great things that happen for all of us uh, for 2017. So that will be good. Um, so real quickly, Colleen, I do have to say to everybody that, you know, we I personally have a lot to be thankful for this year. Um, we, uh, we as an association have had a lot of success this year in growing chapters. Um, DJ, uh, I'm thankful ha- for having you uh, be become part of the show. I think that it adds a lot of variety and uh, and power to to what we're trying to accomplish for DEMA as a whole, and that's really to bring great ed- educational and, and and strong information to the private service professional. Um, it can be a very private, lonely world out there uh, in the private service industry. And so, you know, our main goal is to provide as many tools and resources and educational opportunities like this radio show to the uh, members of our association. So, um, you know, obviously on a personal level, I'm thankful for my family and house, but DEMA has really been able to bring something to my life that um, that really helps quench a lot of stuff uh, that, that I need, and that's spending a lot of time with others uh, and helping grow uh, the industry and, and the awareness for it. So I want to thank both uh, you, uh, Colleen, and DJ for, for allowing us to, to make this a reality. So, um, so uh, on with the show, um, you know, Colleen, you know, touching on what you're just talking about, and, and that's that the education, everyone's trying to do things the right way, right? And they're being taught different ideas on how to properly eat your meals, when to eat your meals, what type of food should go in them. And it almost seems like there's been a huge movement away from the processed foods more towards the healthier eating. So from that perspective, what are you seeing in, the, in, in from your area and your field? Well, I Matt, I also want to say thank you to you and Dima because I just think this is a fantastic organization. So if I can just say that really quickly, and I am really grateful to have um, become acquainted and be a part of Dima this year. That's been a great thing for me. So thank you for all the things that you do. I, I think it's a great organization. And, um, you know, back to your question, though, about the trends towards people starting to understand what healthy means. I I do see that, and I hope that it's not that I'm just living in this bubble of healthy food 24 hours a day and constantly thinking about it, but I do see when I go to the farmer's market, more and more people are there. People are there with their kids. There's things that are happening where schools are starting to have gardens for as part of the curriculum at schools, and I think that's an awesome way to get people and kids especially to really understand where food comes from, how it's grown, to have that amazing feeling of picking something that you've grown yourself and just eating it, just brush the dirt off and eat the carrot that just came out of the ground. So those things are really positive, and I think it's, it's great, even if people can just make a very small little garden at home and start paying attention to the seasonality of foods and eating things fresh and local, that makes me excited. So I think it's really good to see those things happening. Colleen, I, I just wanted to jump in and well, first I want to thank Matt for the opportunity to be a part of the show. I, I have really enjoyed the, 
the year and all the episodes we've been able to do and certainly hope to continue on into 2017. But I wanted to just, it's been interesting to be thinking about food and nutrition a little bit because there really is a movement that's going on. And I see that even in the private service world with a lot of the different estates that are here in the New York area, especially up outside of the city, where a lot of the properties are growing a lot of their own food for their households to consume and have even sometimes have staff gardeners that are raising some of their own food. But Colleen, I would be curious to know as a nutritional therapist, you know, what are some of the things that a person should be considering when they think about their nutritional perspective? What what do you coach people as far as when you have them think about nutrition and, and what should we all be thinking about as we go into this holiday season? Well, I think one of the important things, DJ, is to eat a variety of food. All of the different things that we're consuming on a daily basis provide us with the nutrients and nutrition that our bodies need. And it's so much more than just bringing calories into the body, but it's really about nutrients. And so I see so many people that eat the same thing day after day. They have a routine, and they're always eating the same thing. But we need to eat a variety of food and the thing that actually is a little bit sad is that the the variety of food that's even available to us in the grocery store or in a farmer's market any place you're going we have a very small um, palette of food that is available to us today compared to what our ancestors were eating so the more broad we can become in eating lots of different types of food from many different sources that in itself is a great way to support our bodies to bring in a lot of, um, of different nutrient-dense whole foods. I believe in eating as close to the source as possible and eating all parts of the protein sources that we're eating. So it's more than just going to that chicken breast that I was talking about earlier, which is the boneless, skinless thing. And I want to go um, and look at actually getting the bones of the chickens, using those bones to make stock, using the stock to make wonderful nourishing soups, instead of thinking that chicken stock comes out of a can in the grocery store. Um, we can, when we really look at taking time to make the most nutritious food for ourselves, that has such a better, um, it's, it's just so much better for our bodies and uh, everything that goes with it, and it tastes so much better. So I think um, going for variety, taking time to look at quality versus quantity. We don't need to be eating huge amounts of food. We just really can survive and, and be completely nourished and satisfied when we eat, are eating the best quality. When you eat something, think about a chocolate bar. If you eat a really small piece of the most beautiful, high-quality dark chocolate, you can just have one or two bites of that and be completely satisfied, whereas you can get a large piece of poor-quality chocolate and you can eat the entire chocolate bar and still feel like you want something more because it's about eating the best quality. I think that's a really important component. Well, I don't I don't know about you DJ, but if I had really good quality chocolate, 
and, and Colleen, you already know this about my diet. I would have no problem consuming that entire chocolate bar. I wouldn't stop with just two <laughs> bites. So um, so I, I agree with you. I think that <laughs> having quality food is a very is a very good thing. Um, you know, I think that there's there's a lot of things um, that I have learned I've been able to to learn from you, Colleen, about you know eating and, and thinking about uh, your diet, right? Um, in, in the times that we've been able to to talk, um, so what I was hoping is, you know, there's going to be a lot of parties that people are going to be going to, right? Um, whether it's personal parties, uh, office parties, uh, even DEMA parties, and there's going to be a variety of foods to select from and, and choose from, and you know, the the habit is exactly what you said, right? Where you walk in, you look at the food, and you just go, oh, look, there's cookies, or, hey, look, there's, there's something chocolate. I always eat my chocolates. But you don't take the time to look at everything else that's on that table, right? So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit on, like, that mindfulness of, of knowing what you're going in to do prior to the party instead of just walking in and going, hey, I'm going to a party, and I'm going hog wild. I'm going to eat whatever I want. But – like the mindfulness of going in like prior planning to going to a party from an eating perspective? Sure, Matt. So I think when I'm going to be going to a party, I actually eat something at home before I even go to the party because I don't want to go with that feeling of going hog wild. I want to be restrained and thoughtful about the things that I choose to eat. And I want to make sure that I'm eating a little something at home that I know it, where it came from, that I made it, that it's something good that is good for me, instead of going to a party where maybe the choices that are there are not necessarily a lot of things that I want to be eating. So that's something that I do is I actually will eat something before I go. And then when I do go, think about, again, the quality versus the quantity of food that you're consuming. Um, just take small pieces, small bits, or uh, if you're in a buffet, don't load it up with tons of everything. Just take a little taste of everything. And then if you really find something that you're enjoying and you want to have more of it, then go back for seconds. But just start out small. There's no reason that you have to walk away from the buffet with a huge um, a huge plate full of food. And a lot of times it's gracious to show the host that you're having a little more of something. So if you're going to do that, just do small bits instead of huge quantities. I think it's important to slow down. To, when you're sitting at a table with your friends and family, to really be grateful for the food that you're consuming, to take your time and enjoy it, to think about um, that it's actually nourishing your body as it's going in, to take time to thoroughly chew the food. That will really help to improve your digestion along the way so that you don't have some upset stomach later. So really take time to enjoy. Um, there's some things that you can also add, like natural digestive enzymes come in, papaya or pineapple. So if you are bringing something to the meal, maybe you're going to bring uh, some, some sliced uh, fresh fruit that would be a great thing to bring to the table. So if you're asked to bring something, bring something that you know is going to be healthy for you and for the other people. Instead of bringing a dish that, um, like, let's just say the sweet potatoes that are covered with marshmallows. If you're going to eat those, just eat a little bit and then maybe bring something that's healthy that you can supplement 
for everybody else. Hey, Colleen, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, it's it's real easy to, or, or what I'm kind of hearing is, is that the mindfulness and the mental part of, of nutrition and eating well is really important. And I know for myself, I get on these kicks where I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat really healthy. I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to do my, do just be nutritious and conscious. And yet there are times when I get really busy and it's just much easier to grab a slice of pizza or there are times when I just kind of lose focus and I don't stay, you know, really mindful about that or I'm tired, I get home and I don't want to cook something. So it's just easier to eat something that's easy and convenient. What what are your suggestions for like helping us to maintain that mental focus towards our food and and just kind of having that wherewithal to, to keep up with doing a good job with eating healthy? I think that's a problem that a lot of people run into, DJ. And I think the first thing is to recognize that if we do eat something that may not be the best choice, first off, to not beat ourselves up about it, to just recommit, to not use that as an excuse to just completely fall into old habits, and to also be very conscious and aware of the food that you're bringing into your home. So when you're shopping, bring things that are the best choices so that it's not going to be easy to open the cupboard or open the fridge and find, um, you know, something that maybe you shouldn't be eating. If you just really fill the, the cupboard and the fridge with the best choices and do some advanced planning. The other thing is to remember that it doesn't have to be complicated. Really looking at just keeping things simple you don't have to be a, a chef to create some fantastic meal each time you're eating. It's something as simple as a grilled chicken breast or um, some leftover um, roasted chicken made into a soup or some steamed vegetables. That is co- completely acceptable as a, as a great thing. So it doesn't have to take a lot of time to prepare the food. Having a variety of choices in the refrigerator um, is good. So when you open the door or you get home from a long day's work um, and you're looking for something to have, open the fridge and see that there's lots of choices that you can look at. Make a scrambled egg with um, a little bit of great quality cheese on it and maybe some sautéed spinach. A lot of people really enjoy breakfast for dinner. So, And often something as simple as an omelet is very easy to make. So it's really just about recognizing that it doesn't have to be complicated. If you make a poor choice, don't use that as an excuse to keep making more poor choices. Just do the best you can each day. And, I mean, I think that's important with everything that we're doing in life is just do the best you can. If you do something that wasn't the the optimum choice, tomorrow is a new day, start over. Maybe you have some friends that you can count on or someone that you can connect with to encourage you to make healthy choices. Um, I also see that a lot of times people are bringing things home that maybe their kids like a certain type of sugary food. And they recognize as adults we shouldn't be eating it, but the, the truth is our kids shouldn't be eating it either. So looking at what are better choices for the entire family 
so that we're not bringing home something that the kids like, and then we're going to sneak into it later, but also looking at um, the kids shouldn't even be having those things in the first place. Colleen, I, ha- I have to interject right there because I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a uh, participant in what you just said, and I think that you, you learned that when we first did our sit-down conversation. Um, and, and what I wanted to say about that is, People, um, in what what I for me personally is um, when 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 you're eating and and you're thinking about different foods and things like that, I, I used to I I feel like people can actually sabotage what you're trying to do from from your lifestyle of eating, um, and from a dieting standpoint. So if you go out and you're sitting with a group of people and you order something like, and as soon as you change your diet, everybody notices, right? Which I think is really, uh, which I, I have found really interesting in my, my journey here. Um, and that's that, you know, you walk in and you order a chicken salad and you don't order fries, you order steamed broccoli. And people are like, whoa, like what, what's going on here? Well, hey, do you want some of my fries? Or, you know, like you see stuff like that happen and, it's very easy to, to kind of fall into that trap and just say, okay, yeah, I, I want some of that. Or like you said, you know, oh, buy some cookies for the boys. And then, you know, 930 at night after they're all asleep, you're like sneaking into the cupboard. Uh, <laughs> it's very easy to do that. But, you know, my main thing that, that I think that you've been able to teach and I think that you believe in um, is that it's a lifestyle, right? It's not it shouldn't be looked upon as a diet. Like there's no end date. There's no start date. It's just what you do and how you believe in it, right? That's absolutely true, Matt. It really, and, and why is it that sometimes when we want to make positive changes in our diet or in our lifestyle, we have our friends that want to keep bringing us back? <laughs> so, I think well, they don't do it on purpose. Can, they just don't want to join us no. on the journey, right? <laughs> right, but just lead by example and, um, yes, you know, that is, it's weird how that works. I don't know why it is, but um, I do think that it's the way I think about food, the way I eat, it's not about depriving myself. It's not about um, – I'm not living on um, vegetable scraps. I eat the most beautiful, nutrient-dense, real food. I eat pasture-raised, delicious chicken, you know, the most wonderful grass-fed beef. I really believe that it's important that we look for the best quality. I, I, I do think that organic is important, so I choose organic uh, vegetables and fruits. I don't feel deprived in the things that I eat at all. I actually feel that I am so fortunate to be able to eat the best quality foods, and uh, I think that it doesn't even have to be something where you think it's always the most expensive way either. When we eat the best, we don't want as much. And so I think that's an important thing to recognize, too, that, you know, you could go out, people could take their family out to McDonald's, and for the price of a family to eat at McDonald's, I could get a beautiful um, pastured chicken made into a roast, uh, you know, roast chicken for dinner and some good vegetables and have as a great as a a meal that's fantastic for the same price as what it would cost for everyone to eat out at McDonald's. So I think that is also kind of a misperception is that fast food is always cheaper. And so that's the best way to go about it if you don't have a lot of money. But when you look at how much it costs to buy all the fries, all the burgers, all the sodas versus just something really good at the store, 
I don't see where it's that much more expensive to eat well either, if that's a concern for people. You're going to a couple of things though. I know for myself though, the, 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 it always comes down to that convenience factor because yeah. it's so much more convenient to go to McDonald's and get that meal than to go to the store and get the food and then get home and cook it and then clean up afterwards. Not that I'm saying that it's not a good thing, but it's, it's, it is definitely more challenging, at least for me to, and I think for a lot of folks to kind of get into the lifestyle of being able to get that done. But the thing I wanted to say is what I have found is I've become more conscious of my nutritional needs and, and discipline is that it's kind of a cyclical thing because that having that mindfulness, I think really if, once you start eating healthier, it does help your mental focus. And I yeah. think that you, you kind of, if you're being more mentally focused, that helps you to do a better job and that, that, that your life is more fulfilling. And, and it's kind of what you were saying earlier in the show that, that we need to have kind of an integrated approach towards this. And I, I just wondered if you, that's accurate or not. I do. And I think it's kind of just about making, making the choice. Like you said, DJ is what's important in your life. And when you, recognize that the food we're putting into our bodies is more than just calories. It's about, you know, keeping our minds focused and alert, having um, good sleep, having more energy to be able to care for the people in our life that we care about, um, being able to do your job better. When you fill your body with the best quality foods and take the time and the effort it takes to do that. Yes, it does take a little more time and a little more effort, but once you start making those changes and seeing how it pays off and how good you feel, how much more energy that you have, I think it, in my opinion, is definitely worth the extra effort that it takes. And, and once you start making the changes and seeing how good food really can taste and then you go back to something that you may have eaten in the past, and I, I know when I do that and I look at something that I may have eaten prior, I can't even believe how bad it tastes. So you're, you're also finding that your taste buds will change as to what actually tastes good or things that I may have eaten before and now I would eat it and it tastes so sugary sweet, it almost makes me feel sick. So I yeah. think, you know, don't, do you find that? I do. I do. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed just working in private services, just I get to be around a lot of very highly influential, very successful people. And in most cases, they are very disciplined about how they live. And it's it's something that I think kind of sets people apart in some ways is whether or not you're willing to go that extra mile. And for people who work in private service, like having the discipline, having the wherewithal to, to do a good job in these areas will carry through on a lot of other things. But what I'd like to ask is, what if, what if I've gained some extra weight? What if I'm a little on the heavy side after the holidays? Or what if I'm gotten a little out of control? What are your recommendations on, like, dieting and losing weight and getting back into a good place? DJ, well, you're saying you get out of control? Hi. <laughs> Are you coming to the holiday party in New York, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We'll take a video of how good we are for Colleen, oh, right? Oh, no. That'll end up on YouTube. Oh, there you go. I, I want to see photos. Yes. Yeah, so 
I think one of the things about that, though, is to not think that starving yourself is the answer to losing weight. A lot of times people just go into that starvation mode, and really all that does is just slow our metabolism to make it even more difficult to lose weight, and it just becomes a vicious cycle. So getting back on track with eating three meals a day, a little bit of fat, protein, and carbs in each meal is really important, and eating three like I said, three meals per day so that you get the metabolism going and um, avoiding anything that's fried, looking to reduce sugar in the diet and starchy carbs. Those are really important things to avoid. Um, But one of the things that I'm going to offer is after the first of the year, I'm putting together a a detox or cleanse class. It's going to be a six-week class, get back on track. So if you think that anyone in DEMA would be interested in something like that, I work with people all around the country. We could put together a virtual class, and if people wanted to participate in that, that might be a good way to, um, you know, get back, get off those holiday pounds. That would be awesome, Colleen. That would be fantastic. So um, how do you want to handle that? Is that something where you want people to reach out to us and then we can we can kind of enroll them on, on behalf of them? Or how, how do you want to handle that? Do they reach out and contact you? Yeah, I think if people have an interest, if they contact me, uh, they can get a hold of me through um, my email, which is thegirlandtheegg at cox.net. Or give me a phone call. I'll uh, give my phone number now or later, whatever you want. And just see if there's interest, and then we can put something together. I think that might be a really good way to um, also keep the community connected. Okay, awesome. Um, well, we'll get we'll, we'll get all your contact information at the end, um, if, if that's cool, and then everyone can reach out and connect with you. I have two questions, and I, I'd like you to answer both of them. But um, first off, I want to know where you came up with the name uh, for your company, The Girl and the Egg. Um, I think that you have to explain that. And the other thing that I wanted to have you comment on is, speaking of DJ getting out of control, um, not that he or myself or any of our members would ever do this, but uh, there are some, uh, there are, there is some alcohol that's consumed around the holidays. And you know, if you could just give us your thoughts on on the liquid component of the nutritional piece of of, of what you know what we've gone through, um, you know, if you want to share those those thoughts about you know the water. Uh, drinking water during the while you're eating food, which I, that's made a huge difference for me, by the way. Um, and uh, so if you could share those two things, that would be awesome. Okay, Matt. So my company name is The Girl and the Egg, and I wanted something that was catchy and unique and didn't just simply say, you know, nutrition. And the, the egg is one of the most nutrient-dense foods that we have. It's, you know, it's got everything going for it, the Whole egg should be eaten, the yolk and the white. So I, I use that as a representation for a real nutrient-dense type of food. And then another thing that happened along the way is I added a fertility component of my, into my business where I help people to optimize their fertility and their health for both the mother and father before conceiving a child. And then the egg thing just kind of naturally came into <laughs> giving it a whole new meaning. So that's one thing. But I love hearing you say, Matt, like now you really understand the 
the things that I've taught you with um, liquids, that just makes me feel so happy that you're talking about it. So, I'm, I, I try yeah. to be a good student. <laughs> I love it. It just makes me happy. So thank you, thank you. So let's see. One, let's touch on um, just drinking water, liquids, whatever it happens to be with a meal. A lot of times people think that we should drink a lot of liquid with a meal as a way to even look at losing weight to get full on water so that you eat less food. But a lot of things uh, are actually not accurate about that. We want to minimize how much water we're consuming with a meal because that will actually start to dilute the hydrochloric acid that's in the stomach, which is needed to properly digest our food. So I recommend waiting, stop drinking water uh, at least a half an hour prior to a meal and then if you can wait about an hour after the meal to begin drinking water again. So don't look at drinking huge quantities of water, iced tea, uh, whatever it happens to be with your meal. Keep your liquid to a minimum during the meal. And if we're talking about alcohol, um, I would advise, as I'm sure a lot of other people already know this, but maybe when you have a have a drink, whether it's, um, you know, a glass of wine, a beer, whatever it happens to be, then have a, a whole glass of water as your next choice. Don't just keep drinking one after another. Now, I know that's not as fun, but I think that just will help to keep you stay hydrated. It's, it's more fun in the morning, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, alcohol is really dehydrating, so making sure that we're drinking water with alcohol will also help us feel better the next day. So make sure to stay fully hydrated when you're, when you're having fun. Are there, are there, are there specific um, alcohols that you recommend drinking? I mean, I know people like to consume, you know, wine, beer, um, and there's light beers and stuff like that. But um, recently I, I, I was, uh, I was informed by Tanya Sakowitz, uh, who's a newborn, who runs newborn care specialist. Um, she, she let me know that actually tequila is a, as a probiotic. Is that true? Well, I, I honestly ah, I don't know that. Yeah. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I, I is, say, is there like that? I guess that's what I'm asking. Is is there a, is there a liquid? Is it better to have like like you know a, a certain lick, a certain alcohol, or just, it just really doesn't matter? Just make sure you're drinking water with with the with the well, alcohol. I think, you know, if you're going to have something, probably I would select red wine because there's a lot of good qualities in red wine that have health benefits to them. Um, so that would probably be my, my recommendation. Beer has a lot of things going for it, too, with, you know, different um, – there's some healthy things, I think, in beer as well. But the real thing is, look, at it's the holidays. Do something that's going to make you relax and have fun because that's a really big part of what's going on at this time of year and enjoying yourself. Everyone works so hard during the year. So if whatever it is that you enjoy, just do it in moderation and have a good time and uh, no guilt, just relax and enjoy. I think that's really important. Everything doesn't have to be healthy every second of the day. All right. Okay. 
Sounds like a plan. Colleen, listen, um, we're, we have to wrap the show up. Uh, 45 minutes goes so quick when you're having a good time. So real quickly, what's the contact uh, number that people can reach out to you to uh, take advantage of the uh, detox program in the new year? So my phone number is 480-399-3192. If anyone has questions or comments or anything, please feel free to give me a call anytime. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time being on the show, Colleen. Um, I do have to give a, a shout out to Colleen. Uh, we started working together after convention, and uh, since we've been working together, I've lost 20 pounds. So, DJ, I'm going to be a whole new guy when you see me uh, in New York. Yeah, so uh, so I'm really excited about that. So anyone who's looking for uh, for someone to help uh, from a nutritional standpoint, definitely reach out to Colleen. Um, DJ, as always, thank you for joining me on the show today. Um, we were we're going to shut down here for a couple of weeks and uh, just stay tuned, I guess, for when our next show is going to be. But uh, in the meantime, we would love to uh, to just let everyone know. We hope you guys all have a safe, happy Thanksgiving take the time to spend with family and just think about all the successes that you've had uh, over the past year and, uh, and, and just start thinking about what's going to happen great for you in uh, 2017. So until next week uh, or, or until the next show, thank you very much for allowing DEMA to serve those that serve others.